Welcome back to another episode of the Montgomery Companies Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Montgomery, and today I sit down with my good friend, Will Richardson, to have a conversation about authenticity and abundance. Will is a financial advisor, he's a content creator, and I call him a close friend. Will Richardson, welcome to the show. Uh, Will, thanks for jumping on the podcast today, man. Such a blessing to spend time with you today. You and I talk often. Today, we just get to talk in more of a public way with other people listening in on the conversation. Uh, but this means a lot, man, that you would spend the time, and I'm really honored that uh, you've, you've joined us today. Man, I appreciate you thinking of me. I love all the stuff that you're doing. Like, I, I feel better every time I talk to you. You lift me up, and you've changed my life many times, like several days in a row. So... I hope we can uh, have a, have an impact on, on somebody out there listening today, and I know we're going to have some fun. Well, here's where I think we should start. <clears throat> I think we should start with this idea of fun and positivity, because every time I talk to you, you're in a good mood. I've yet to have a conversation with you where you're like down in the dumps, uh, but you also manage to be authentic. And I think oftentimes when we think about this idea of fun or positivity, it's manufactured. For you, it just, it just comes out of uh, who you are. And you are constantly bringing positivity to the environments and to the situations that you're in. When you think about this idea of remaining positive, staying positive, what what strikes you or hits you, Will? And, you know, it's a good point. I think part of it is uh, it's not always there. I tend to be able to bring it more when I'm interacting with people. Like earlier today, you know, I wasn't in a great spot. And then I, I took the, the kids to school and... I got myself in a better mood just by being out and joking around with them and made a couple of videos. And then I was like, I was in like as good of a mood as I've been in a long time. You know, I just had to, had to warm it up. And, and I think there's, there's always a way to have a positive interaction with somebody to start the day. And, and I'm a big believer in that, you know, for me, exercise is part of it. I've been uh, crushing the Peloton uh, last year or so before that I ran all the time. And another thing is uh, reading good books, like the one you sent me, by the way, by Adam Grant, Think Again. Like, I'm not even finished with it. And I've like had so many takeaways from that. That dude is a crusher. And, you know, just just paying attention to surrounding ourselves with people that that lift us up as we uh, lift them up and and uh, realizing that, you know what, it's it's all not that serious anyway, even though it might seem like that at times. Well, to know Will Richardson is to know the word crush. Uh, crush has become... <laughs> A mantra of yours. Uh, I know it's a word that you use often. Um, before we talk about crushing it, could you define the word crush in your own words? Yes. You know, it it, it started about five years ago when I when I started a podcast. And I just remember like I was I was interviewing people at the top of their game, you know, legends in the industry. I'd be like, well, he's a crusher, she's a crusher, that person's a crusher. And then I started saying, crush it like the crusher. And the idea of that was like, you're never going to be the crusher. Like the crusher was like this ideal state of being that one never achieves. But if you crush like the crusher, then you're moving towards it. And so if it's not a destination, it keeps us growing. And, and it's so ridiculous, you know, to say crusheration podcast, or I, I created a YouTube channel. Uh, let's see, crushers, crushery or something. I don't remember exactly, but <laughs> it was great because it's ridiculous. It just makes me like, not take myself too seriously. You know, it's like too busy crushing it. Like I wear these every day because I accidentally mailed some to myself. I thought it was going to other people. So I, I don't have to like really do laundry that much. Will, how many days out of say like a month do you wear a too busy crushing it t-shirt? 
you know, the best part about that is, is it all started with Dionica. Like, you know, it didn't take her long to pick up on crushing it and crushery and all that. So um, when she first got here a year ago, she started ordering me these t-shirts and the one I've got on right now, blue with orange writing has become my favorite. So I would say, you know, occasionally I'll put on like a shirt with buttons, but not that much. I think at this point, probably a daily uh, crusher experience with the t-shirt. <laughs> so just to be clear for our audience, there are more days where you are wearing the Too Busy Crushing It t-shirt than not wearing the Too Busy Crushing It t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> Simple answer is yes. Um, here's what I, when I think of crushing it and I think of the way that you operate, here's what I think about. You are one of the most giving people and you're also... And I remember sharing this with you, man, in the early stages of our friendship. Uh, <clears throat> you are one of the best promoters that I've ever been around. Have you spent, I mean, you have this ability to make people feel like they are the very best at what they do. They're the only person in the room. You bring out the best in people. In fact, uh, you started a, a podcast and a program that um, became huge inside of a Fortune 100 company. And it really became a growth and development engine for that entire organization. And you've literally impacted thousands and thousands of people through your work. But the essence of your work is shining the spotlight on other people and bringing out their best ideas. I know in turn, you've grown a lot. You've learned a lot. Um, could you tell us about that experience of promoting others, ultimately learning from others to then grow yourself? You know, here's what I think about there. I it, I realize that people don't always know what makes them special and they know they're successful and people don't always express that back to them. Sometimes people are intimidated by the person on the stage. And usually those are some of the most likable, approachable people. That's part of the reason they're on the stage. And rarely do people go up to them and say, hey, Jordan, how'd you do it? It's like, oh, I couldn't ask him. He's, he's doing all these things. And you know, I started to get to know people and they were happy to tell me. And then the idea was like, all right, well, let's share it with a few other people because you can't have 5,000 conversations, but we can do one and share it with 5,000 people. And I'm naturally just promoting these people because I'm admiring it. I'm like, okay, how do you do this? And they'll say something that's understated. I'm like, seriously, like that was amazing. And I think it's just looking at what is that thing that people are good at and helping them see it, helping them expand on it. When they say something amazing, just being like, well, let's unpack that a bit. And I just get so excited or I start laughing. And, and Jordan, I have to say, you've got that same gift. I see you promote people as well and you're natural at it. And, and what I've noticed is the more that we do that, the, the better mood we're in. It's because you're, you're focusing on the positive, right? The other person feels better, you feel better. And, and the learning happens. The learning accelerates, I think, when we realize what we're celebrating. <laughs> You know, our good friend, Bob Berg, who wrote The Go-Giver, he says, in the economics of human interaction, spending doesn't deplete, it multiplies. And I love that adage, right? Like the more you give, the more you have. And so the more knowledge you give away, the more you have. You know, the more empathy you give, the more that you get. There's this direct relation between what you give and what you get when it comes to the economics of human interaction. And you've displayed that so well for as long as I've known you. The other thing I think about when I think about crushing it, I think about Will Richardson, is the ability to step outside your comfort zone. Uh, you consistently push the envelope. You're constantly sharing your truth. You do it in the most hilarious way. If you're not following Will Richardson on social media, you need to do that. Uh, Will, I just so much appreciate your content. It's always real. It's always from the heart. Um, but you do have like a full-time job as a financial advisor, and you run a 
thriving and growing financial planning practice, yet you manage to step outside your comfort zone and create content and share your message on a consistent basis. Tell us where the inspiration uh, for that comes from and then ultimately why you do it. So here's what happened. It, it, you were a big part of encouraging me with the, the social media stuff I've started you know, here in 2021. I got really frustrated with an experience I had with, <laughs> with a car. And um, that car was called Tesla. And then I decided to make a video about it, how frustrating it was. And I thought this could be useful for people because it wasn't me complaining as much as I was saying, okay, here's the experience I had. And here's the one I had with a different car. And I thought, hey, there's lessons in this. And in that video, uh, people seem to like it. And then I made a couple more and I had a conversation with you and you're like, hey, man, just keep going. And actually, you sent me Ed Milet's podcast with uh, Billie Jean and I listened to it and it was like, don't worry about the camera angle. Don't worry about the tripod. Just go do it. And you even got me to to publish one of the the, the blooper reels I had where I, I almost fell <laughs> off the ocean and the camera fell and all that. Uh, and it was fun. And I'm like, yeah, this is good. And you're like, keep going. Because I felt like I was going insane. And everybody's like, why does he keep doing this? This is strange. And I'm like, let's double down on strange. And then people were probably thinking, well, how's he getting any work done? I'm like, well, it takes three minutes while I'm waiting to pick up my son from school to film a three minute video, you know, or occasionally I did some while the car was moving. I mean, maybe not the best idea, but good use of time. And I think we have more time than we realize it's all connected. So if I have a filter of, okay, here's this experience and what does it teach me about business or life? And that helps me understand it better. Like if I explain it, it helps me understand the concept, which then makes me better at my, at my work every day. Yeah. And I think it's also just an awesome way to connect with the world, right? I mean, I know that you're meeting people and getting to know people through the content that you create, right? You're interacting with a broader network of people. And I see that. I see that interaction play out in the way that you create content on social media. And I think it's important to note that um, as a financial advisor, that doesn't have anything to do with your work, but it, is, it has everything to do with being human, right? And creating human connection and spreading your message to the world. I just want to compliment you on that. Um, and I want to compliment you specifically on this. When you create content, it's like unfiltered. So it's, it's unedited. Like I think one time there was a dog attacking you and you just kind of let it attack you during the, <laughs> during the actual message. You could have edited it, you know, how to edit it. Uh, we work with the same uh, production guy, John Cho, who does a lot of your work and my work. Um, why do you choose to not edit a lot of that content? Tell me about that. That's naturally who I am. I think, you know, it's never going to be perfect. In fact, I saw uh, Gary Vanderchuk had a post yesterday. He's like, people think too much about content, post it. And, and I'm like, yeah, that's right. And that's natural for me. And, and the other thing is it gets me to do it. If I got to order some equipment, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And it's more fun that way. The, the only one I took down was where I was, I was it was, it was actually a good video. I was driving over the Golden Gate Bridge and I was talking about the abundance of ideas well, somehow I hit the slow mo button. It was like, texting me, did you know that was slow motion? I was like, what do you mean? And so it looked like it at first. It's like 20 seconds in. So I had to kill that one. But otherwise, yeah, I rolled it. And I hope it encourages other people. And by the way, what you said about human interactions multiplying, it's the same with ideas. When people hold it in, scarce, I can't share it because that's my only idea, you have more. And the sooner you share it, the more ideas come to you. I don't know where they come from, 
but they don't come until you start uh, sharing them. That's, that's what I've experienced anyway. You talk about this idea of abundance all the time. You've used that word now a couple times in our conversation, and that word comes up often when you and I speak in conversation between the two of us. <clears throat> um, when you think about abundance, what does, that, what does that mean to you, Will? It means to me that the pie is expanding, it's bigger, and it's not about fighting somebody over a piece of the pie. You know, it's about collaboration versus competition. I think that's a big one. And, and abundance grows and, and scarcity slows us down. You know, as you think about it, I, I've seen people who clutch tightly to whatever they have and they squeeze it so hard it gets smaller and then it, it squirms out of their hands and they're like, see, somebody took it from me. It's like, no, nobody took it from you. If you'd let it go, then you could have picked up some more stuff and put it in that cart that I was trying to hand you, you know? So I think it's like, it's this idea of lifting other people up. And it's like, I know you do some amazing content, Jordan, and you have abundance in your webinars. You know, you could charge thousands of dollars. You say, nope, I'm giving that away. And I think we can all do that. And, and guess what? I know that with your business, you also have people that pay. And giving away your best ideas doesn't stop people from paying, right? I mean, if you, you've experienced that too. Yeah, there's no question. I, I think we live in a world where everyone's trying to get, right? Everyone's trying to sell something. And the reality is people buy differences, not similarities. So when you're the one person out there giving stuff away, you're not charging, uh, you're, you're being abundant with how you share your message and how you engage with others, I think it does stand out. And you've done a great job with that, man. Um, I, I think about some of the programs that you've put together that have turned into world-class programs, but it started as really a program that you were giving away for a long period of time without any expectation of return. And again, I want to compliment you, man, on what you have built. Um, I'll also say this. Uh, you are one of the most accomplished people I know, but yet you're also one of the most humble. And I think often about the paradox of education, the more we learn, the more we realize we don't know. I know you and I are both really big fans of this book, Think Again. If you're not following Adam Grant, go follow Adam Grant. Will and I would both tell you that it's one of the best books that we've read. I'd love for you to speak about this idea of confident humility and the paradox of education. Could you speak into what it means to you? Oh, I love that topic. So I really don't know anything. I'm, I'm working to figure it out. And, and you and I have talked about that. You know, we're still learning. We're just sharing what we're learning. And Adam Grant has a section of that book where he talks about competence versus confidence. And if I'm paraphrasing it, it's something like, the people that have the greatest degree of confidence aren't always the most competent. In fact, in many cases, the loudest people who know everything don't know very much, but we get intimidated by those people. It's like, oh, I got to get out of the way because here comes the person who's the authority on it. Well, they're usually not, and they have to bark loud because that's their only trick or the car that has to make noise because it's not actually very fast. And then he talks about the people that are less confident and even have imposter syndrome, which I've definitely experienced how did I get here? You know, I'm a regular person. And he, uh, there was a, a politician, I think in Iceland, who was running to be president. And he talks about how she didn't think she belonged. And she was actually one of the most competent people, if not the most. And it was because she knew she didn't know everything. And then it was just a matter of helping her see that she had something so great to share. And I, I think one of his points was, look for the quiet people that seem insecure and shy because they're the ones that often know more about it than anyone else if you can get them to speak up. 
Yeah, so true. I love what Adam Grant says about this idea of I don't know. You know, he says, I don't know isn't a sign of insecurity or ignorance. It's actually a sign of confident humility, right? Uh, Confident humility gives us the courage to ask questions. And I think insecurity leads us to believe that we have to have all the answers. Um, You do such a good job of asking questions. You've got a curious spirit. Um, I'd love for you to tell our listeners just maybe one or two of the things that you're learning right now. Uh, what, what are you learning what, right now, Will? I'm focused on standing out from the crowd. You know, I, I see that there's a lot of us who have something to say and there's a lot of noise out there. So how do you get your authentic message to the right place in, in a world where there's stuff coming at us all day long? And the best thing that I've thought of so far on that is just to be real, just be you. Like we all have, everybody listening, you have something to say and you have something that's unique about you. And you can share it in a way that has nothing to do with business that will make you attractive and, and make you human to people. That's what I've noticed. It's uh, you mentioned earlier, Jordan, the idea of just being a human and, and connecting on that, that imperfection, the imperfections uh, attract people to us as opposed to, you know, people think, Oh, they're going to, they're going to see that I don't know anything. Well, that's actually why they like you because <laughs> you're still learning. Um, so yeah. that's, a, that's a big one. And, and Adam Grant's like, Hey, let's be wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm good at that. I can crush being wrong. I mean, that's easy. Yeah. I think about this, this picture or this illustration will of play, playing music. You know, if you're a musician, if you're entertaining, you, know, you think about where a musician starts, a musician starts at the same place that we all start, which is really zero fans, right? There's really nobody listening to the music. And then over time, if, if you're a musician and let's say you're playing at a bar on a stage, there's more fans that show up, right? And maybe eventually you have an arena full of fans. So you've got more people that are buying your message, they're listening to your message, and they enjoy and appreciate your music. I'm always amazed how many people will stop playing their music at the expense of somebody who wasn't at the show. And it's so crazy, right? Because they have people by the stage that are listening to the music, they love the music, they're dancing to the music, and it'd be almost as if a musician stopped the music, quit the show, walked off the stage because somebody outside the arena didn't buy the ticket, right? And that's what happens to us. We, we stop sharing on social media, uh, we stop making those sales calls, we'll stop putting our message out into the world because of what one person said or what two or three people said, right? But I think the reality is that if we're going to live a life of impact, then we've signed up for a journey of criticism, you know, and we have to train our mind to focus on the impact. And I think naturally then the worry of the critic goes away. Um, any stories that you want to share about quieting the critic or dealing with critics in your own mind so that your message can become more prevalent? Oh, that's a big one. Dealing with, with haters and naysayers. And it's, it's true. I mean, it's, that wasn't the person that the message is intended for or the music. And oftentimes people have a hard time being seen. I've noticed people on LinkedIn, Facebook, any platform, they have a hard time even interacting with something. I don't want people to know I like that because I might be judged. Comment. I definitely couldn't comment. I mean, let alone making a post, right? And I used to be that way. And what I've noticed is I think people often want to create, but they're afraid. And so they, they hate, you know, that haters hate, takers take and crushers create. So we know when we're stepping into creation that we're going to get punched in the face. And, and it, it could also be by someone that we respect or that, that we thought, you know, was on our, on our side. Well, that's good info to have because that was true before you realized it. And also the biggest benefit, some of my favorite content came from a hater. Uh, it, c- it came from one I did about a, a hater in an online group 
uh, another one, a Facebook group, you know, and, and it inspires me to think of the idea. What's the takeaway? You know, what is the what's the valid point that person's making and what does it make me want to share? And I love doing that. I think that's the empowering part is to to flip it on its head and say, OK, how can I how can I help others learn from what I just experienced? Man, there's so much value to what you just said. You said uh, haters hate, takers take, crushers create. And did I say that right? Did I get that right? <clears throat> And, and by the way, not just create content on social media, we're, we're talking about create for the world, right? Like you have a creative spirit, you're constantly creating, you're creating opportunity, you're creating content, and naturally you're creating impact in the process. Um, here's what I wanna know, Will, you're doing a bunch of different things at once, right? You're leading your family, you're creating content, you know, you've got your podcast, uh, you've got a, a program called Pod Plus, uh, you're having a conversation with me during the workday, you're doing all this stuff, um, what's next for Will Richardson? When you think about your future and the work that you want to do and the impact that you want to have, what's next for Will? I think about increasing the reach to the right people, to, to continue to build a following of the right like-minded people and to meet other people who are crazy like me. I mean, I enjoy that. I, I'm finding <laughs> people, you know, it'll be three or four people a month that'll find me and it's, they're ready. They're ready to, to find their own creativity. I want to help everybody unleash themselves onto the world. And anybody can, it's just a matter of thinking, what do I like to talk about? And there's something, for some it's fishing, for others it's you know, a certain type of thing they learned at bowling. I mean, there's all kinds of things. For some it's weather actually. So there's so many things that we can all share. And I think about that and I, I wanna have as big of an impact on the world out there as I've been able to have, I've been fortunate to have uh, for financial advisors. Cause I think there's a, there's a broader audience that could benefit from the message and I think that could include all sorts of people. So I'm mainly thinking about how do I keep creating? How do I keep learning? And, and how do I have uh, more people find it? Hey, Will, I want to ask you about the paradox of generosity. I know that's something that you reflect on and refer to often. Tell us about the paradox of generosity. Well, the person that wrote The Go-Giver is a total crusher-saurus. I love that book. And, and when you brought that up, it made me think about it. Here's what I've noticed. You know, sometimes people will say, Hey, Will, you invested X amount to have this seminar. Hey, you did this. What was the rate of return? You spent $5. What'd you get in return? Hey, you were nice to that person. What'd you get in return? I'm like, that's not how it works, Steve. You know, I, I believe we have to give with a bad memory. Like, I want to give you something and forget it happened. I'm not doing it because I want to get credit for it later and remind you of it later. That's what a taker does. And they do. They do it. It's Hey, I'm going to give this. I don't actually think I can afford to give it. I owe the IRS money. Well, I don't want to give the IRS money. I want to give this money to this food bank over here. So I know I'm not saying give away all the money you're supposed to pay taxes with. I mean, it'd be cool if we all did that, but that's another episode. I'm saying like we have more to give than we realize. We can give of ourselves. We can add a ripple. We can add something positive to somebody. And that expands everything. And when you do it, as you do, Jordan, from the spirit of, I've got something to help others. Let me give it to them. The world falls in love with you. The right people will find you. And it's because of your motive being pure. And we all have a pure motive. It's just that there's a critic in our minds that say, you can't be spending your time there. You know, you're going you're gonna to go out of business by being so nice and generous. And the more you give, the more it expands. The more time I spend learning, the better business I have. The more I learn from other people in business, the more that I can grow and help others. So it all, it all comes around. It's like where we spend time. We all have time, by the way. It's just a matter of how can we allocate it? And, and it can be the same things. How can you make social media productive versus distracting? So I think there's nothing out there that's good or bad. It's just a matter of 
what's our perception of it? How do we use it? And I want to challenge all of us, including me, to find ways to be a bit more generous every day. Yeah. And for the person listening that thinks they don't have something to add, right? There might be uh, a person listening, Will, maybe they're brand new to business or they're brand new to their field or they're new to a certain role in life. Uh, remember that you, oh, you always have something to give, right? You can give your attention, you can give your time, you can give empathy, you can give your support. Um, and all of that adds value to the world. And I've watched you do that consistently, Will. You give your time and you give your attention and you give empathy. And it's the reason there's so many people that follow you and love you and want to be around you because you've given away uh, all the good stuff that you have and you continue to give to others. And so, man, I just appreciate your spirit. Really appreciate your energy, and I value your friendship. Um, where can people find you, Will? If people want to engage with you, if they want to learn more about Will Richardson, where where do they find you? Are you ready? Okay. So Will to Crush is my social media handle. W I L L T O Crush. That's Instacart, Twitter, TikTok, other things. Uh, then there's the Crusheration podcast. So Crusher and then Asian Crusheration, i.e., the act of crushing things. Pursuit <laughs> that I love, and um, and then I think the YouTube channel is Crusheration Crushers or something. So that's pretty much it. Just look for Will to Crush, and uh, I think you'll you'll see me out there, and and I seek to put some good content out there that uh, that hopefully is helping people. If you search the word crush, you're bound to stumble into Will Richardson. Uh, Will, before I let you go, <clears throat> I need to ask you this very important question. How many different ways can you use the word crush? And um, could you expand upon that by giving us examples of the ways that you might use a word like crush? Oh, man. I'm so glad you asked that. Let's riff a little bit. Okay. Crush, crusher, crushing it, crusher-tastic, crusherific, crusher-saurus rex. Uh, let's see. Crusheration, crushery, um, crusher some. See what I just did there with awesome? Um, let's see. Uh, there's more, uh, be, be a crushosaurus, not a small thesaurus. Wanted to get that one out there. The size of your thoughts is contagious. So avoid the small thinkosauruses and get closer to the big crushosauruses because that'll make you feel bigger. And that's what it's all about. Crushing it into tiny pieces that are so small you can't see them. They're little atom-sized pieces after you've crushed them. Well, I love every second that we get to spend together. Man, thank you for being authentically you. Thanks for uh, being a crusher in my life. Uh, this has been so fun to have this conversation with you. Any final thoughts that you want to add? Let's go crush it. <laughs> <laughs> have a great day, man. I love you. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for spending time. Thanks for having me. This has been awesome. This has been another episode of the Montgomery Company's podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Montgomery. And we want to send a special thank you to Will Richardson for the conversation today and also thank our producer, John Choate, at Storyline Multimedia. We would love it if you would like, share, or subscribe to our podcast in an effort to move our mission of impact forward. Until next time, be well, make today count, and keep crushing it. <laughs>